the Big 12 College Experience Edition of the Big 12 Game of the Week. Final bedlam between the Oklahoma Sooners and Oklahoma State Cowboys on the Sports Game Week podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times what you put in. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app, visit hofbets.com, code SGPN to get 50% off your first month, and start making smarter bets today. Plus, we're giving away a MBMMA gambling podcast hoodie. Get over there on our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, but they're celebrating that new channel that they just launched. Head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all details today. Welcome, everybody, to the Big 12 College Experience Week 10. We're already at Week 10. We're talking game of the week. And I know we've had this one circled since about fucking July when we had media day. And Coach Gundy got up there and he said, why would we play them? They're the ones leaving us. They they should want that. They should come to us every year because they're the ones that are walking away from this great rivalry. Uh, shout out to Coach Gundy, subscriber of the Big 12 College Experience, our guy. Uh, if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Barton, and joined on this Big 12 College Experience. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia, and he's got a wedding during the West Virginia BYU game. He is rambling rush. What's up, man? Uh, the Bishop Bowl and, and the Bishops can't even watch it. Should be a good one. But hey, Bedlam this week. There, There's no more bye weeks. There's a lot of great matchups. Texas, Kansas State. Hey, we got a Thursday night game. TCU, Texas Tech. So it's going to be a great, great week for the Big 12, especially as we approach November, the last month of regular season for college football. Yes, and uh, let's go to third man in the box. Is this man's uh, close to the situation because he's got a family civil war, and this is the game of games for him because he's got family in Stillwater and in Norman. He is he's fighting a civil war, but hey, if you're watching on youtubecom slash the college experience, he's not wearing that filthy red. He's got his orange go cowboy shirt on. Troy, what's going on, man? Let's go, so, folks. Uh... I know you mentioned that this is the last bedlam, but it could be the second to last. There is still a path yes. that we get a second bedlam here. Um, I don't know how likely it is, but I also do want to toot the horn. Ryan and I have 40 to one Oklahoma state tickets after, Uh-oh. after everyone gave up on them, we didn't throw those tickets away. They might've no. gotten pushed to the back of the pile, but they're slowly crawling up They're some tickets are falling away and they're still hanging around. So <clears throat> that, that right there is alive and well, 40 to one is still alive and well. And you know, this is, this is a big game um, in, in the shake of this big 12 standings. I mean, this league has kind of gone exactly how we thought it would be because everybody just thought Texas and Oklahoma were going to run away with it. That never was going to fucking happen. That never was going to happen. This is going to be a war that goes down to the final week of the season. To be honest, we said two losses will get you to Dallas. Hell, there may even be a three-loss team that wins a crazy tiebreaker for that second team. Um, I, before we dive into it, I mean, Rush, headed into week 10, outside of Bedlam, are there any games that, I mean, there's a couple good ones that pop the eye. Any ones that are circling on the calendar for you? Well, obviously BYU-West Virginia for, for personal reasons, but that is actually a very interesting game. Both teams, yep. five and three, winner of that gets to go to a bowl. So implications there as well. Obviously, and we'll we have, be all together for it. Yeah, yes. no kidding. Who? What, what a jerk I am, Troy, from taking you to your potentially last Bedlam game. Ceremony right in the middle. It's stealing me away. Everyone's worried go. about you having the wedding. No one's thinking about <laughs> me and my last Bedlam. Yeah, no, no kidding. 
Um, but hey, we we understand we understand the phones, you know, at, at the reception and everything like that. We're we're not insane, but hey, we also got Kansas at Iowa State. That could be very interesting as well. We got the American Bowl, UCF at Cincinnati, of course, Houston Baylor, an inner Texas game. I mean, every game has some sort of implication in it. Some even if even if it's just morals or to say, hey, we beat Big Brother or we beat Little Brother. It got a great weekend, great weekend of, of football ahead. Indeed, we do. I mean, and and the bye weeks are over. That's another yes. note. So the bye weeks are finally over. We can enjoy a full slate. And I'll tell you what, if you want to enjoy a full slate, get over to Underdog Fantasy because they have a way to play alongside your favorite football team. All season long, Underdog has introduced Scorchers. Scorchers going five for five and pick up Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. Underdog is uh, limited, extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. Troy, what what props do you like? We like Ollie Gordon again this week. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Uh, You got to think with the success that Kansas had, Ollie Gordon is rolling down a hill right now. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so... I don't know. I would, I, I wouldn't, I would definitely start to stray away from Dylan Gabriel. He's uh, been coming up a little short on, on some intermediate passes that are not, no longer being taken for 45 yards against sister Mary of the blind schools. So yeah. Yeah. He's not playing Tulsa anymore. So yeah. get over there and bet your, bet your Ollie Gordon props. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little bit of cash over on underdogs, mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use that sign-up code I talked about, SGPN Underdog will double your first deposit. Bonus up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast. Get over there, our YouTube channel in honor. They're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today and make a subscriber to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. All righty, we're back on the Big 12 College Experience, talking bedlam action here in Week 10 in the Big 12. And joining us now on the Big 12 College Experience, we had him on a couple weeks ago for the Oklahoma State Cowboy West Virginia preview. Unfortunately, that did not go our way, Rush. But we said, if we're going to go down, we'll go down to Gundy, and then we'll pull for Gundy from here on out. So joining us once again is Keaton from the OK State Probs. Keaton, what's up, man? And welcome back to the college or Big 12 college experience. I think Keaton's got technical difficulties. Yeah, it's kind of going in and out. Um, however, I really appreciate y'all coming on. If y'all can hear me, it's kind of it's kind of rough. We'll work through it. Working. If you got to drop, you drop and we'll we'll roll with the punches. We're we're all about audibles here, so. How are things over there after, uh, what, four straight wins out of the bye week? I mean, you guys are absolutely rolling right now. Heading yeah. To Bedlam. Uh, yeah, four straight wins. There we go. I think we lost him. Yeah, he's back. Here, we'll, 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 we'll drop you, Keaton. Try again, and uh, we'll, we'll bring you back in. Uh, Troy, I mean, you're obviously. I want to say, oh, I, I wanted to say something about Keaton. I saw a, a, a video that he put up earlier from the OK State Probs account, and it was yeah. uh, someone was talking shit to him about how the last time they beat Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley was already out the door, and he used the little Microsoft Sam voice to be like, "Yeah, we actually have a hot mic of Lincoln Riley before Caleb Williams was sacked on that last drive," and it just goes. Uh, please get sacked so we can go to South Cal- or Southern California or some shit like that. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about it too. I mean, let's. You know what? While Keaton is diving into um, his Wi-Fi issues, I mean, you gotta love Wi-Fi. You gotta love technology. Let's dive around the rest of the league. Um, I mean, you look. I mean, th- we got a Thursday night game where we got. TCU at Texas Tech, and I mean, where I mean, th- this game coming into the season had a shitload of hype, and now obviously both teams coming off a bye. Rush, what's your headline in this one, other than more backup quarterbacks with these programs? Yeah, I mean, I think that is kind of the storyline with this is we're getting to a, a point in the season with with Texas Tech and TCU where what you originally played for to start this season, right? And especially Texas Tech, where TCU might have overperformed last year. So 
understandably so that you kind of settle back from TCU standpoint, but Texas tech, they were, they were one of the favorites to go to the big 12 championship. And we talked about it being concerned about uh, teams that, yeah, maybe you did well next year, but we're already crowning, crowning champs that haven't been champs yet. So I think what it comes down to, to both teams is one can either one of them, you know, get out a couple wins, get bowl eligible and get some extra revenue for their programs. But I think we're now to a point where, what are the players playing for? Are they playing for an opportunity to transfer somewhere else? Are they playing to be next year's starters? Are they are they playing just for, for the love of the game? And I think when you start to get into the latter parts of college football or even the NFL, it's it's harder to judge these games because you don't know what the players and, and everyone's playing for. They might very well be playing for their next job. Um, so I, th- I think you get that with, with this type of game. Is It's kind of one of those Thursday nights is – We'll we'll see how the first couple series go for each team, and then we'll kind of get a feel from there. But it, it, yeah, two 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 teams that have been kind of disappointing this year, especially Texas Tech. Right, how about you? I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on uh, uh on these TCU Horn Frogs and Texas Tech Red Raiders headed into this Thursday night showdown? It'll be lit on uh, Thursday night in Lubbock. That place will be That's- rocking. As Colby will say, it will it will be lit in Lubbock. Um, yes, I think that's kind of the angle to take on some of these these uh, games that are not you know if you're not in that running for Dallas, it's almost like the home team is going to have the advantage that that Kansas Oklahoma game was you know Kansas didn't really play their greatest game but they fed off the crowd and and you know it's not just a basketball school, I guess. And I think that's something that's going to be a bit relatable here in Lubbock. I think that that home crowd kind of powers them. Uh, They've been in a lot of close battles. Now, you know, they haven't come out on the right side of them all the time, but they're definitely a little more suited, I think, for a primetime Thursday night game that seems like it's going to be uh, down to the wire, whether, you know, they both play good, they both play average, they both play bad. They're very similar. So give me that home crowd for now. Yeah, and I think that's why the line's three. So they don't really oh, yeah, know what right, to do right with on it. it. So I, I think I think you probably got to lean with Tech out of the buy at home. But I mean, who knows these two programs? Uh, speaking of implications in this Big Twelve, <laughs> here we go, baby. Texas Longhorns. They, they got a big one on Saturday. Big noon kickoff. Last time they were on big noon kickoff, got knocked off by the Oklahoma Sooners. K-State's lost six in a row in this series. This is the final time they're going to get a crack at these Longhorns. I'm a, I mean, I know we, we, this isn't the pick show, but K-State's going to win this game. They, 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 they're the better football team. On the road? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I think there's going to be a lot of K-State fans. I mean, what, what's your take on this game, Troy? The uh, the biggest issue for me, because I, I agree that Kansas State has the better football team, especially with Quinn Ewers not being involved and whatnot uh, in his experience, but they haven't really performed on the road yet. I don't know, you know, having not Will Howard be the only guy m- might help out a bit, but I'm a little weary of them. I think I would use this game to determine who you take in the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game, because I see the the two wins for both of those schools right here as very com- like comparable teams. So if Kansas state ends up winning, Oklahoma state's going to run, run all over Oklahoma and then vice versa. Rush over you. Yeah. I think we spend a lot of the preseason trying to predict which games would basically be winner goes to the big 12 championship. And I think this is, this is, this is that you may even have say that with Oklahoma, Oklahoma state is yeah. obviously assuming that, you know, they fight the injury bug and things go according to plan, but this is, this is the game and Texas coming off that, that BYU win, which BYU just kind of at the end deflated there. It really 21, six going into the fourth and you know, the, the better team, the, the more durable team ended up cranking it out and, and winning it in Texas, but they're not, they don't have that advantage this time. They don't, they're kind of like we joke about the Dallas Cowboys, right? Is Texas will yeah. go have no problem beating up these smaller schools. But yeah. then when it comes to, Hey, it's not up or shut up time. They, they yeah. shut up, they get tight. So I, I think we could see that very well in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about him dive into that matchup, but I'm going to be on case state. I'll, I'll, I'll tip my hand. We're all so surprised, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's been a profitable system betting against Texas this year. I know they covered against Bama, but 
They've covered. They have not covered more than they have covered. Uh, all right, let, let's go to this one. <laughs> this game's gross. The two winless teams go uh, a little rematch here in the American UCF. The very very shiny Knights had their ass kicked last week by uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers. Cincinnati they suck per usual. Um, Emory Jones has got off. I can't believe we got cute again and tried to take Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, what are you guys taking from this game other than put it on a corner TV? Maybe not even. I don't think I don't think Cincinnati has anywhere near the ability to keep UCF off the field or force UCF out of their comfort zone the way West Virginia did. I think I mean, the worst case scenario in this game for UCF is it becomes a score off and I still favor them there. Um, it is kind of gross. Like uh, Hasty said that the hook scares me away from from taking them there but like i think ucf is going to win this game i don't you're never going to get me to pick emory jones ever again <laughs> i'm with you there troy yeah. i will never pick if he was emory the quarterback of the 49ers right now and they said they were going to run the ball every single play i would bet against them <laughs> uh all right well that's that's enough coverage of that game rush let's go to your baylor bears dana's going in there who's the better team here let me I'll ask you that. Who's the better team between these two? Uh whatever team's not favored, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I mean, take the point just take the points and don't look back. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think that's that's what this is, but this is dude. It, it's really funny. The matchups this weekend are half of them are for something, whether it's going to the Big 12 championship or being bowl eligible or being this is this is the separation week, right? We got into November, and then the rest of these games are who still has pride left? Who wants to maybe squeak their way into a bowl game? This same as last game. What's funny about last game, I just want to bring up real quick is hey, if you haven't gotten your first Big 12 win, just put the two Americans that haven't won in the Big 12 yet. You guaranteed one of those teams will get their first Big 12 win. But here you got just who wants it more? I, I mean, simple as that. Who wants to still have the ability to potentially sneak into a bowl game? Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm going to go Dana in this one. They both got, have three I, overall wins. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a very secret special angle to this game. The way you bet this one is if you think Dana and Houston are going to win, regardless of what that line says, go take Dave Aranda at five to one right now to be the first head coach fired. Because if Houston I goes see. to McLean and beats him, you're yeah. going to get way better value on the fact that Dave Aranda is probably gone. That's what, not a bad angle, Troy. What? Did you, how far has he fallen? Troy, I remember we were kind of joking before the season, like, is there any way that his seat gets hot? And you're like, you know what? Maybe it gets hot. Maybe it goes into next year, but there's no way. And now it's just been. And then he got his ass beat by Texas State. Yeah, and then it's like, well, I guess all bets are off from there. So, yeah. Jeez. The fall, the fall from grace of Lex Luthor. I mean, you know he never beat Batman, but at least, like, most of the time he creates a sequel. That Big 12 championship game must have been one of the larger flukes that we're starting to notice here because, I mean, they're, they're showing who they are. They're not, it's not like they have weeks where they play awesome and weeks where they don't. It's just bad on a consistent basis. And I mean, Baylor's yeah. got money. They have, they will have no problem moving on from Miranda. I, I, I think that's, I think that's what it was. Um, Troy, you said they have money. We were coming off the, the pandemic year. Uh, people were still figuring out NIL and transfer portal and Baylor had the resources. So they, it was that right time, right place. And like, and then also the Oklahoma state running back, not cutting up either. So I'm, I'm sure Keaton can give us a whole well, lecture on, very on that two years in, a, in, in advance. So yeah, exactly. So he knew where he was going to get his grad diploma from. So he came up a little short. <laughs> uh, speaking of coming up short, Keen Slovis was coming up short at pit. Yeah. Here we go, baby. This line <laughs> is coming up. I don't oh. get this. Uh, <laughs> this, this kind of reeks, this, this kind of reeks of just taking the Mountaineers. I mean, maybe this is a beat down, a total mismatch in the trenches. Like we just saw it at UCF. I mean, I kind of lean towards taking the points against the Mountaineers because I don't want to lay points with Neil Brown. He, he always wins close games. I don't know. Troy non-biased take here. Are you on BYU? I was going to say, I feel like if this was BYU at a comparable team that wasn't West Virginia, the first thing you would say is, who the hell are they to be laying 10 and a half points? Yeah. But that is... being said, BYU looked pretty clueless when the line of scrimmage was controlled against them. And I do think West Virginia can control the line of scrimmage in this game. And 
it's going up higher than this. I do think if you want to get in on the points, 10 and a half is the best price point you're going to see. It, it might get to 10, but I think I see this one getting uh, maybe even 11 and a half, 12. I can't believe that we're laying double digits in a conference game. I did not see this coming. Yeah, when we had so right before this episode, uh, Ryan, we we talked to Big Twelve Mafia, uh, Nathan Brown, and he was saying the biggest liability BYU has is is that offensive line, and it, it I mean it showed. We saw it against Texas. They have no. He blames more them not being able to establish the running game on their offensive line, which is probably true. And I think when you can kind of not have to worry about them running, obviously you can't let that totally go. You need to be prepared, but I'm just, I'm sending linebackers and safeties and everyone for days, right? At Slovis, just all game long. I think that's what this is. And if that's the case and it's, it's successful early. I mean, this is, this is a beat down, but it's also BYU. They tend to, yeah, they, they tend to mess around and stay around. I always thought this was around a 10 point game. Um, but I can also see it sky white skyrocketing too. It, it, we'll see. Might be a mismatch in the trenches. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we uh, gotta we gotta count on the rush wedding luck here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is for bowl eligibility. I, let's go to the other night game and we'll we'll dive in the Mountaineers. I'll tell you what, man. This 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 is a hell of a game. These two teams are playing some good football. And you look at the Big Twelve standings. You got Iowa State. Everybody's talking about Bedlam this weekend in Texas K State. There's another four and one team in this Big Twelve, and it's Iowa State, the Cyclones, who are four and one. Some fucking how? I mean, and then I mean, you look at a Kansas three and two coming off your Super Bowl. It's kind of got to be a fade spot for Kansas, though, right? One hundo. They, they this put is the a throw the, the throw the goalpost in the lake bet. This is a system yeah. play. Iowa State, yeah. not even a field goal. Take that while you can. This is a yeah. system. Put a field goal on the play. bridge. Let's yeah, go. for real. The bridge will provide at least I, the bridge is worth seven points. Yeah, I agree. I I was thinking the same thing. As much as I would love to get cute and take Kansas, I I I mean, Iowa State is due for a loss. I mean, but I mean, they're playing some good football. But we'll see. We'll we'll preview that and uh, we'll dive into that actual matchup. Jason Bean will start. It won't be uh J- Jalen Daniels again. No. Um. Well, let's State get over to Bedlam. Year. Yeah, let's get over to Bedlam on the other side because we got to talk about Hall of Fame bets. You can win bigger by betting this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer with historical data. Enter any parlay with any data. Revolutionary uh, parlay optimizer tool that breaks down each and every leg so you know which one has better value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app, hofbets.com, code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, back on the Big 12 college experience. All right, we're going over to Bedlam now. We whipped around the Big 12 real quick. Let's get over the game that everybody's been waiting for. And joining us again um on the big 12 college experience that i need my backup i need this to work i need my backup here we go uh joining us with the hot spot keaton from the okc probs there we go now you're looking sharp what's up man welcome back i don't know what that was about i completely apologize i switched it over to my phone uh but normally my internet's pretty good my internet kind of sucks it won't even like let me run a speed test so i really appreciate y'all staying patient you're getting yeah. screwed. The Oklahoma fans were mad at that Lincoln Riley hot mic uh, live video that you put up. Dude, that was one on of the Twitter. funniest videos I've ever made. <laughs> I in my could life. not stop laughing. I, I well, not... Oh, he oh he lost it on purpose. Oh yeah, I'm sure fourth and goal. He was just like, oh yeah, Caleb, why don't you get sacked by Colin Oliver real quick after he just busted off like a 60 yard run? Like, dude, it, sure he might have. He was probably gonna leave regardless. I'm not saying that we absolutely. Pretty sure he was trying to win the game. Career, but he's yeah. What he just threw the ball. Why didn't he just let us beat him 100 to nothing at that point? Yeah, <laughs> you Copium. gotta love Suter fans. Copium. They live in my mentions. <laughs> that's that's great, Keaton. Thank you so much for coming on again. Happy to have you. Last time that we talked, of course, uh, two two thirds were were against you in that Oklahoma State West Virginia gross game. Uh, but we're all Cowboys this weekend, of course. Got to got to got to send those uh, 
Sorry, ass Sooner fans to the SEC, but yes. talking about kind of picking up where we left off last time, um, you beat West Virginia, you beat Cincinnati. There was kind of this thought after coming off both Kansas games, Kansas State and Kansas, there might be a letdown in one of the one of these games, and there was the opportunity from the West Virginia standpoint, but Gundy does Gundy things, comes alive in the fourth quarter. Next thing you look down, it's like, how did he beat us by two touchdowns? We were up 24 to 20. And then, of yeah. course, the Cincinnati beat down, and now we're here in Norman. Talk about how just the continued success that Gundy's just been able to do these Gundy things. Yeah, that's why I it, it's really hard for me to like doubt just because I continuously say that, you know, Gundy knows a lot more than I do. So whenever we start to suck, I'm like, all right, well, why would why would he do this? Like, I have to be wrong in this situation. And and Gundy, I don't know, he just prevails like. You know, and and if you listen to any coach, um, I, I think uh, Art, not Art Bros. It was a uh, dude up in Nebraska now. Uh, Matt, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Matt yeah. Rule. I don't know why I said Art Bros. Um, yeah, Matt <laughs> Rule uh, was talking on like the Colin Coward show. I uh, know he got hired in Nebraska, and he was like, "Here's a coach that you know you can that always surprises you." He's like, "Dude, it doesn't matter what you do with Mike Gundy. He's like, he always has the upper hand." And I, it's, I think it's just a veteran status, and he's just stayed there. Uh, such as like a Bill Snyder or something like that, where like they just kind of know what's going on. And yeah, they they might not go to Alabama and go get all the recruits and everything, but you know sometimes the grass isn't always greener. So they'd rather just stick around and kick ass where he can. You know. So uh, as a very biased outlook on this game, obviously I'm I'm rooting for Oklahoma State here. But uh, the one thing that scares me the most is their pass defense. Uh, I think it's 17, maybe it's 16 or something like that. They've given up 17 pass touchdowns or something like that, which is, is pretty high in, in relativity to the rest of the country. Does that scare you at all with Dylan Gabriel? I mean, I know the last few weeks I've been harping on the fact he doesn't look nearly as accurate as he did when he had receivers with eight yards of space. But does that does that pass defense kind of worry you a bit? No, I mean, not not 100%. Um, all I know is like the last – couple games especially i just didn't have to be the last couple games outside of the texas game oklahoma kind of looked like a shell of themselves from last year and yeah sure you know i'd sooner fans like well what did you expect you know every game was a one loss difference from last year and it's like okay well that doesn't mean they're always going to go your way and now you look at it and all it really takes to beat oklahoma is if you put 30 plus on them and so with ollie gordon in the way that he runs i don't know i'm pretty damn confident in ollie gordon and yeah i Especially coming off a loss while I was at homecoming, I was talking to people in the bar and they're like, well, you know, we don't want to play Oklahoma after a loss. And I was like, no, fuck that. I want them to lose every single game possible. Yeah. I don't really care yeah. if they come in here pissed off. Like, I'd rather them come in here with a loss or just that way they know that they can be beat. And our guys know that they can be beat uh, because they've gotten really lucky this year. They struggled with UCF. They uh, lost to Kansas. You know, they they haven't looked like this all-out beat everyone Lincoln Riley type team. And they, they just have kind of gotten lucky to be honest. And I really thought they were going to get lucky again last year or last year, last week versus Kansas. And uh, it was just bean time. And by the way, that means that they have lost to Oklahoma's lost to Kansas more times since being a member of the big 12 than Texas has. Well, Kyle and long stat for y'all. <laughs> hey, I, I, I completely agree with you that, Oklahoma has been beyond lucky. I mean, that was – throw out Tulsa. Tulsa was not a true road game. That would be like Oklahoma State going over to Tulsa and playing a yeah. road game. That's not a road game. That was only their second true road game of the year, and they struggled at Cincinnati. So I, I'm looking at this matchup, uh, Keaton. Obviously, they were able to run the football in Oklahoma, Devin Neal, Jason Bean, for over 200 yards. Yeah, I Ollie Gordon's gonna get the ball 25, 30 times. That that's obvious. I would Deciding. assume that Brent. I would assume that Brent Venables is gonna sell out to stop the run. Could that potentially open up some explosive plays down the field with Alan Bowman? I think he's been really good these last couple of games off play action, playing off of Ollie Gordon's success. Yeah, I I trust uh, that. You know, the last time we talked, I I basically just said like I like the veteran status and the presence that. Bowman gives off, um, and, you know, I I think that he's he's actually played fairly decent. You know, he hasn't done yeah. anything too wild since the Iowa State game, and uh, for the most part, as long as we give it to Ollie, and if, if they shut that down, I mean, I trust Brennan Presley on the outside. We have some play designs where we've gone to Brennan Presley behind the backfield, where even if we can't get it downfield, we can still get the ball to the right people, and 
you know, I, I like Bowman. I, I think, you know, they do decide to stop Ollie. You know, trust in Bowman for sure. It's going to be a wild game, by the way. Oh, um, no doubt. No doubt. Bedlam <laughs> yeah. 2021 was like the greatest game I've ever been to. Like, it, it was like jet engines around you. <laughs> Bed- bedlam's great it's it's where it's it's perfect it's bedlam it's where the word comes from it's that there's no other way to describe this rivalry and because of how electric this game's being projected keaton is obviously you gotta you gotta settle down the team not play emotionally you know play focus but i guess play emotionally at the right times if when you're looking back at this game and let's say oklahoma state wins this game why did they win? What what happened? What was that slight thing different that they did that Oklahoma couldn't do? Yeah, I, I don't really think Oklahoma's played like outside of Texas, which is I feel like a lot of the arguments that are made with it. They haven't really played an offense such as like Kansas, who like spoiled their day. You know what? They played mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Well, we know they're frauds. And they what? They beat them by two scores. And then they played Iowa State. Iowa State has a decent offense but for the most part you know it, it's it's nothing like having ollie gordon run down your throat um for example i think west virginia is going to give them fits y'all that quarterback that was yeah. just all over the place he looks like michael vick running around no i mean i'm with you that oklahoma whether they win or lose i think they're going to lose on saturday but i mean that the mountaineers are going to give them everything they can handle i know the game's in norman but that's going to be a hard game with the way that West Virginia plays and runs the football. West Virginia kicked our ass. Like we might have won the ball game, but we, we they did. scratched and clawed the entire time. The only yeah. difference was just the fact that Ollie Gordon was Ollie Gordon. But outside of that, I, I was watching in Tulum, Mexico at a wedding. And I, <laughs> we had all these Oklahoma State fans around this big TV. And I, I, the entire game, I was like, I don't know who this white dude is playing quarterback for West Virginia, but he needs to be on a freaking pro football team because he just <laughs> ran it down our throat. Even whenever we had everything covered down the field, he just – he looked like Lamar Jackson. I can't I can't tell you how much I enjoyed watching him, and I needed y'all to hear that from me and, like, bring me back on the podcast to talk about it because I loved watching him play. And I think it's going to be kind of the same thing. Then what, they play BYU – and TCU, I mean, you know, they could just crap the bed out here, and I, I, I get a little superstitious, but they could, Oklahoma could crap out the bed and just lose to us, West Virginia, and then, I, I mean, that would be three losses in a row, and we could be looking at, you know, what, a two-loss, a two-loss and a two-loss in the uh, Big 12 championship. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. They say that uh, Garrett Green uh, – He's Pat White, but emphasis on the white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I They zoomed in on him at one point, and I was like, dude, that dude's whiter than me. He, he yeah, and he hauls ass. Yeah. He kicked Central Florida's ass this weekend. That's the UCF fans that they think of Garrett Green. He's, he's, Wait, been, he's a badass. May ass. I ask, why was West Virginia plus seven? Dude, we, uh, we, we talked about that. We were like, man, this reeks, but this is disrespectful. Like, I These put the teams, I put this, my rent on it. I mean, this was that was that was our locks. I mean, it was it was this. I was like, come on, man. I know we lost to Gundy and we lost a hail mary to uh, Dana, but we're not seven point dogs to UCF. I mean, that, that's that was what, disrespectful. Thank you. Yeah. Y- y'all aren't even leaving the time zone. Normally, that's yeah. the biggest problem you have to factor yeah. in. Yeah. And yeah, y'all's quarterback looked amazing. Like it was insane watching him, and that that's why I was like, dude, I. Don't, we got to figure out something because if, if we give the if it stays this tight towards the end, this dude's gonna show out. And so I'm I'm really rooting for West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and the Big Twelve Championship. But uh, for the rest of it, it's like you know what we need Oklahoma to lose twice, and then Texas to lose twice. But like, dude, I don't know if Texas is gonna lose twice. They're gonna lose on Saturday. I'm, let's go. Let's go, Casey. I mean, yeah, baby. no, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. They I'm, still got I, Iowa I State it. too. There's two chances that are pretty big. Troy, what's your other road game? Do they um, got to go to Fort Worth? Yeah, they got to go to Fort play Worth. TCU on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they've always struggled there. Um, I might go I mean, to TCU's that game. Very, what and we're purple. Yeah, I, I might go do that. I'm an asshole fan, dude. I, I'll show up if I'm if my team needs to someone else to lose. I'll show up in my team's gear 
just to make sure that it happens, man. Oh, yeah. That's great. By the way, the fans love you. If you've never done that and, like, you show up and they know why you're there. And, dude, they, they're – like, I mean, if someone showed up to one of our football games, I'd buy them a drink. I'd be like, dude, come on. Cheering for the same team? That's what happens yeah, in Morgan County. If you show up in the other gear, you're getting blasted off of moonshine. It's just <laughs> being get... handed out to you. Yeah. And especially – like, that applies especially if you're there rooting for West Virginia in, like, a third-party gear. Oh, man, they're yeah. spoiling you. Did y'all go to the West Virginia-Oklahoma State game? No, I, I was at a wedding myself. Yeah, okay, it looked dead on TV, which is not what I I take whenever I look see or envision Mountaineers. I never envision it to be dead inside well, that. That's stadium. the home game for Gundy. Yeah, <laughs> it basically it was, yeah, that was weird. It was. Me. That it game's was, always was. raining too. I yeah. swear. I remember Mason Rudolph weather. winning the same way in a gross was, rain and watching yeah. him sling the ball around. It it, that it was packed early gross. and then it started downpouring and I guess a lot of people left early. So it was like the Texas Tech game too. So, I mean, you know, for Bedlam, they, they, I got invited back up to the suites uh, that like overlook everything. Uh-huh. And man, my, this is going to be my girlfriend's first time going to uh, Oklahoma state, the state of Oklahoma in general. And I was like, I don't want to go sit up in the suites. I want to be down like in the freaking action. Because of how crazy yeah. Bedlam gets, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Keenan, we know you're a busy ass dude, and we we appreciate you coming hey, on I, the show. Let me jump uh, in front of Troy, you real quick, Troy, Ryan. You got Just one? yeah, as a fan that's not nearly as like you know close to the team or really in in town or anything like that. The biggest advantage I see for Oklahoma State is that it's almost like the team is playing after they started off so slow. It's like they're, they play knowing that they're going to make mistakes and that how they respond to them matters more than trying to play like completely perfect all the time. Do you like, like, does, does that seem to be the sense of the team or anybody on the team? Like they're playing with a fire under their ass. You know, I mentioned it the last time I came on here that like, it's like we can't ever just, you know, keep kicking ass all the way through. It's like, we have to lose ball games in order for us to be like, Oh shit. All right. Now, now it's happening. You know, like it's, it's ridiculous. And so, yeah, it seems like that they, they know that they're going to make the mistakes and they feel more confident with that. I completely agree. It just like, it sucks, dude. Like if we just would have lost to Iowa state, I would be like, Oh, conference championship, like guaranteed. Like that's the only game. Like there's the two times we've won or been to the conference championship. The only loss we have is Iowa state. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very unwarranted. It's weird that we're not ranked. Um, but yeah, to your point, yeah, it seems that you know, we they they play a lot better knowing that they're not perfect. Yeah. Back against the wall, baby. And, and FYI, everybody. Hope you got in on that 40 to 1 at the beginning of the year because I'm looking at the Cowboys down to what 11 to 1, 10 to 1 now. So yeah, we Troy, we've cut that thing in uh in, in three quarters here. You get this one. You get this one, man, then that thing's going to be plus 300, plus 400. That thing will be cut right in half. Caden, before we let you go, man, final game, Bedlam. How's this thing shake out? Cowboys Cowboys come up on top, rushing the field, and do you get yeah, to Dallas um, once you beat them? We'll probably rush the field if we do win. Um, but I would say 33-27, Oklahoma State. I like it. I like it. Got to make sure you do the uh, uh, the ironic SEC chants after the game is over. I love doing yes. SEC. Or chant. like if you guys are in victory victory formation, the whole stadium doing the SEC chant would be. It's, oh. it's awesome. I love it. I yes. can't get enough of it. Please, please, if God, if we could get K State to win in that early window, we get Oklahoma State to win in that second window, and get both of them, get both of the SEC schools out of there. That would be a beautiful Saturday. So. Keenan, appreciate you always coming on, man. Go Pokes. We're pulling for you Saturday. I'll have, I'll have an orange undershirt on at the wedding. Let's go. Uh, awesome. Any last, any last thoughts before we let you go? No, sir. I really appreciate y'all. And uh, for everyone listening, it's uh, at OK State Probs, OKST Probs. Check out my podcast. with. Uh, it's called the Probs Cast, P-R-O-B-S Cast. Um, and so I really appreciate y'all so much. Anytime. Thank you, Keenan. folks. Yeah, hilarious Twitter follow. Definitely go go follow him. It's <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Absolutely. See you, Keenan. See you, man. Keenan over from the OK State Probs. Always good to get him on. Um, yeah, man, I can't wait for this game. I I I know we're gonna miss a majority I, of the second I, half, but I, feel I, like I the, can't wait for this game. I feel like the Kansas State 
Oklahoma State both winning angle is really not super far fetched at all. I feel like no. those two are the better of the two teams. And I mean, we've seen Texas and Oklahoma look like they're just waiting for a team that's it's just good enough to trip them up. And I don't like I don't think Kansas is awesome this year with being in, but they're just good enough to get them. Texas has got Texas has got issues in that we, game. Just just as a as a money line play, Texas has got issues for sure. Yeah. Do do we yeah, all agree right. that Kansas State and Oklahoma State both win or they both lose? Are they in it together? Kind of one of those or yeah. Oh yeah. Just because that's how it yeah. played out. Like Oklahoma Oklahoma beat Texas. If Texas beat it does feel Kansas like there's something State, in the air. West Virginia I gets really, bowl eligible. I really think. Though, and, and you won't have Oklahoma to. Oklahoma State should win. They're at home. Like, I agree with that. Yeah, you guys State won't have to worry about the score or anything because you'll be up on stage and you'll see me doing the like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, I, I, let me ask you this, and I we talked about it in all our preseason episodes, and people called us crazy. Does it feel like Texas and Oklahoma are wearing down too mentally that they got to take, they're taking everybody's best shot week in and week out. They took it early that, well, I mean, that's usually what a fighter does. They take a couple punch. It feels like the body blows are slowly starting to mount up for these teams. These teams are, they're starting to get more banged up too, which has kind of happened to everybody And Oklahoma and Texas have been on the luckier side in the first half. I, I get a kick out of, Oh, we're, we're we don't have Quinn Ewers. Hey, if you look across the fucking league, everybody's without their starting quarterback. So that's not an excuse. I don't know, man. I feel like they're wearing down. I, I think that they're going to peter out down the stretch just because of taking everybody's best shot. Rush, what's your take on that angle? No, there's something to be said about that. Is so when I, you know, you kind of every week by week, you look at the records, right? And I think because yeah. we're so into previewing these teams and taking it literally week by week is sometimes week five, six, seven comes around and you kind of forget people's records because you're just, you remember what happens in the week, but you have sometimes you struggle to compile it in your brain. And I remember looking at, I think whatever Oklahoma was like six and oh, seven and oh, whatever they got to before they beat Kansas. And I saw that and I'm just like, that is the most fraudulent undefeated team. Like those, that number, like Texas only having one loss. Like you look at yeah. that and it's like, to me, that doesn't register as like a normal seven and no, or eight and no. Like it's just, I remember the Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler year. Like there was absolute chaos going on there. And they were like, they went off, they got all the way to six and oh, or whatever it was before, you know, things started to catch up to them. And I just, I think everyone agrees. I mean, if you want to put money on them to start the season, fine. You'll probably win some. But by the time you get to this point, I wouldn't be putting money on these teams. It, it, it's also, real quick before I hand it to you, Troy, they, it's something about these college football seasons where it's such a marathon. Like, like I mean, just two weeks ago feels like a month ago. These seasons are so long, the overreactions. You just look at them not covering recently since the Cotton Bowl. That That's kind of where the Red River shootout started it. Troy, I mean, what, what's your take on this? It it almost seems like it's a bit of a house of cards and like Oklahoma and Texas were holding each other up under f like the false idea that they were both really good when you can look at Oklahoma's schedule and very easily see why their record was what it was. And yeah. you can kind of do that a little bit with Texas, but like as soon as you watch that rice game and you saw JT Daniels be a, a, effective at all, you knew that any kind of game planning from one of the big 12 coaches, whether it's, you know, Gundy who doesn't have to play a team like Texas, but just Dana. applying to both. Yeah. Just applying to both Oklahoma and Texas. Some of these offensive minds look like they can get it done against Texas. And it doesn't look like it's really all that difficult. So I think they're, you know, both probably very similar to one another and both probably three, two, three lost teams. Yeah. I, I have a, I, go ahead. Go I, I have ahead, a, right. I have a theory. I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory. I don't may, maybe just, wah, is, wah, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think the big 12 secretly wants Texas, Oklahoma. Well, duh. I don't, you can see like, that on the schedule. I, 
Yeah. Well, the but schedule, I, I, but I know your Mark's comments with the tech, like I think they reached out to Texas and Oklahoma and said, Hey, we're going to pretend like we're against you. But I think they actually want them because they see it as potentially the playoffs gets expanded next year. They'll slip one or two teams in there, but while it's just four teams, this is, you know, Oklahoma or te- maybe not anymore, but one of them was one of your best shots to go to the playoff. And if, Hey, let's get some revenue from these guys while they're still in it. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to get the last few drops of milk out before they send the cow. To That's slaughter. what I'm thinking. That's what I'm starting to think. Because you look at the scheduling, you look at some of those calls, the Texas, and then the guy that went to Texas law school, and then it's like, ooh, I think this is more like they want you to make it think it's Oklahoma versus Texas, but it's just a revenue driver. But the that problem or, that or, that or they're just trying to keep them in until the end. Like yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. well, regardless, they they yeah. can they're going to keep it in as long as they can. I think there was yeah. this initial like, oh, the refs are going to be against them. You know, they'll have a couple losses each by this point. But what's funny about it is because they are Oklahoma and Texas. Is even when even if the Big Twelve is trying to help you out, is they always find a way to screw it up. So it doesn't even matter if who, who's oh, helping terrible. you out or not. So terrible. the the only issue with trying to delay sending someone to slaughter is you don't send them to the guy that's willing to wear his OAN shirt out in public. That motherfucker's <laughs> got guns and he's ready to fire them. And there I mean, he is. Pistol Pete is always angry. He's never looked happy. And I'm sure he's angry with Oklahoma running away from Bedlam. It just, it, it just seems like a, you know, the, the floor comes collapsing out underneath Oklahoma and Texas right around the same time. It's weird. They finally get into some competitive games and I know teams have been giving them their best shot, but they're not teams like where you have to go on the road. Yeah. 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 Where you have to go on the road to a hostile environment or something like that. It's, it's not UCF playing in Norman. That's you got to go to Stillwater. If they play anything like that UCF game, Ollie Gordon's going over 200 yards again. Yeah. I mean, okay, so check this out. The last three weeks against Oklahoma, they had Devin Neal on Kansas, 25 carries for 112. The RJ Harvey on UCF had 23 for 101. And then in the in, at the Cotton Bowl game, Jonathan Brooks had 22 for 129. And Ollie Gordon's gonna stomp all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, look at what Texas has done since then. They should have lost to Houston. They had the rest mm-hmm. held them out and then they blew it open late against BYU, but I mean BYU is not the same team away from Provo. So I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting Saturday. It, it's this is it. This is this is the first Saturday where it's like you look at the schedule, and go, oh boy, here we go. This is when it's about to get fucking real, and it, it, it's fitting that it's starting on November too. And you know I'm going to be getting sweaty with the tie all close up to my <laughs> neck, long sleeves on. God damn it, uh, Rush. What'd I'm you do this to us for? As Ryan said, the football gods are cursing me for having a fall. This is the best Big happens. 12 slate of the year. It's I know. Like, God damn. Why hey, we get, we'll like, send Cincinnati, some wedding. Houston. We'll send some we'll sw- we'll send some some wedding vibes. We'll we'll get we'll get yeah. the right results we need. But hey, a little early look ahead. Everything you just mentioned out about uh Troy about Oklahoma struggling against the run. Uh nice letdown spot is the Mountaineers go to Norman next yes. week. But they're honestly yes. This is I'm actually feeling really good about this Oklahoma game next year. I know we got BYU first, but I feel good about it. Win or lose for Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't know if the outcome of Bedlam is going to matter to the the idea of playing West Virginia. I think it's a you know it's a slip spot, anyways. But it's a bad matchup. But like whether they win, I mean, if they win against Oklahoma State, it's definitely a left down spot. And if they yeah. lose against Oklahoma State, it's more of like a slip and slide. Like, oh man, we're going down and we can't stop. And then they have to go to Provo after. Yeah. Which is so. Yeah. So if you lose Bedlam, you're going to lose and slide. You're probably pretty soaked. Yeah. No kidding. So then you end your season at Bedlam, as we know. We go to Norman, which I'll take. Garrett Green did great there as first start. Then you got at BYU and Provo, and then you. I mean, you still got TCU. TCU could just show up randomly. So there's two more losses in this schedule for them. What's for Virginia? Oklahoma. Not dead yet, baby. Not next dead two. yet. <laughs> Not Maybe dead next yet. Three. God Maybe we were a little season. early on uh, uh, Neil Brown's last stand. Or maybe the last stand is like a, more of a siege where it lasts four, four or five weeks. Yeah, it's like Gettysburg where it's like, 
the UCF was day one. You still got a couple more days of the battle. Left. Well, that's cool. Hopefully they get to the, like Oklahoma has lost a couple in a row and they get to the West Virginia game and they decide to do Pickett's charge. Like, yeah, we're just going to run right at that's the what guys we need. that are waiting in a straight we line. We need next week to be Pickett's charge for Oklahoma. Oh man, losing two. West Virginia's the third. It's like now or never in West. Oh man. They could lose four in a row. And then they have to oh, go to yeah. Provo. BYU used to always played Oklahoma well. Oh yeah. How oh, yeah. quickly? How quickly do the Oklahoma fans turn back on Brent Venables? Like they, this is oh, the weekend. The Oklahoma fans are going to get dizzy. They they were out on him, and then back in, and now they're turning around the other way. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I can't wait. So uh, let's get out of here, though. Uh, we'll have plenty more to preview these games on Thursday. Uh, Rush. Tell everybody what we got going on. We got we got shows left and right. Yeah, we do. So obviously, personal at Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you for all your support. As always, always have great interactions there. And then Ryan and I do the Ryan and Rush show, the West Virginia side of things. Um, been having our normal shows. We usually do them before here. And then this week as well, we're doing our uh, basketball preview series. So we've had a co- we've had a member from the coaching staff. Uh, Actually, excuse me. Let me re-say that, Ryan. We've had every member from the coaching staff, so all four assistants, and uh, maybe we'll talk to the head ball coach of West Virginia basketball too here at the end of the week mm-hmm. ourselves. So go check out that series. Basketball season's around the corner. It's always great, the intersection of basketball and football. And I will not be on Thursday's show. I'm getting married Saturday. So next time I see you all, I will be a married man. And you guys can curse at me for having it during <laughs> Uh, football games. Trust me, I'm not happy myself, but it's going to be a great day. We'll send the wedding, the wedding vibes out there, and we'll get those upsets we need, boys. Except West Virginia, that, that the favorite's going to win that one. Yes, yes, indeed. Troy, what you got going on? Um, yeah, I mean, you can just follow me over on the X, just at Troy Tuning. The uh, the Instagram is at Troy Drinks Miller, like Miller Light. Um, but you can always just search DC Sports Messiah, and all that stuff will pop up, or just my full name. I'm not hiding on the internet. Uh, I was uh, I was gonna say I guess the next time that I see you, Rush, will be right before you're not a married man, mm-hmm. and then directly after you are a married man. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't blame me if the ceremony's going on a little long, and I say something like, "Oh man, my blood sugar is messed up. I gotta go step outside and check myself." And then you hear me outside, <laughs> "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> that would be a movie. That'd be so funny. Okay, so I actually I uh, at uh. I don't know if you know my buddy Zach Fountain, but uh, we were at his little sister's wedding and Rollins was playing in the division two semifinal and we were trying to watch it on my phone and something happened and whatnot. And I just, I pulled my little insulin pin out and kind of like slid by everybody to get out of the row, (laughs) went over to the bathroom, sat in there for two innings, watching the baseball game. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, that's not insulin. That's an EpiPen. You don't seem to be under shock. You just start. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys Thursday. Uh, Let's go pokes and let's go wildcats and Mountaineers. Let it ride. Mountaineers. Fire up chips tonight, baby. Yeah, fire up chips. Fire up chips tonight.